Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Master of None, and today we are going to be breaking down the Hollywood strike. This is a complicated issue, and you're probably going to get information here you're not going to get from other podcasts or news stories. So let's get into it. So Hollywood is going on strike, but it is a very complicated issue, one that there is multiple angles. Now for the first time in more than 40 years, 160,000 actors could soon walk off the set, bringing Hollywood to an abrupt halt. The Actors Union saying the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, quote, remains unwilling to offer a fair deal. Well, the association representing the studio says it is deeply disappointed, adding, this is the union's choice, not ours. Over the past few months, dozens of A-list actors have hit the picket lines. So there are a lot of different players within this story. We have the CEOs, we have the writers, we have the actors, we have AI, we have residual income all playing a part. And each one of them, too, is an influence of COVID. It's kind of working to create a scenario of where you have a, like the perfect storm, essentially. So whenever I say way back, I'm really looking at the simple fact that there is multi-levels to this. Um, if we, I mean, it's like I keep like kind of teasing, but I'm really trying to put it in the best way possible because there are a lot of nuances. So we're going to look at the top. So whenever we look at this problem, we're understanding right now that money um, is the issue. And if we look at it from the actor WAG, the writer's, Guild of America. So the Writers Guild of America is really starting to try to get paid more. So what we have is something built on residual income. So whenever you think about residual income, it's about being able to be paid um, for the likelihood or the longevity of the project. Now in Hollywood, everything is union, unionized and these unions are set up. Wagsy um, is a union that's been set up since 1933 that helps writers kind of work with Hollywood industries. Um, And when we look at it, when we look at health insurance and things of that nature, when you're working project by project, things are put into time, money, and essentially being banked. And if we look at something like healthcare, you have to make, I think, around 26,000 a year within Hollywood to even have insurance. So we're seeing kind of this um, situation occur now where SAG, the Screen Actors Guild Union, is joining them. So we have now the writers and the actors going on strike. Thousands of television and film writers have gone on strike against major studios, bringing much of Hollywood's productions to a halt. They're trying to end the writers' room. They're trying to force screenwriters to work for free. They're trying to force late-night writers who write for streaming to get paid a fraction of what people make in TV, and we've had enough of it. I came out to support the writers because we're, as actors, we're only as good as the writing we get. Late-night shows were the first to be impacted by the strike. Their production shut down immediately, and networks ran reruns in place of new episodes. So you have a situation where the writers do not feel taken care of because there's a transition within technology. So 
what do I say when I mean that? Well, now that there are all these premiere networks and a lot of premiere streaming that happens, a lot of what the writers do get put on things like Amazon, Netflix, things of this nature, and their payment is getting lower and lower. I think within the last 10 years, writers' payments have gone down by 30%. So the strike is really coming as a result of the lack of pay. But at the same time, the problem that you are having and the reason why you are having the Screen Actor Guild Ward goes on strike is because of the increase in CEO pay but a big part of it too is you have technology being used so technology as it relates to ai you know i was reading somewhere that they're even bringing ai proposals to start doing the writing for a lot of these sitcoms and shows and writers are being fed up from it so much so that in one of the picket lines i actually saw a sign that said you know um, chat gpt does not have childhood trauma which i thought was interesting it's like kind of a funny take on writing but it's true i mean i'm sure a lot of people write from having trauma or live life experiences so whenever we're looking at this situation right now in hollywood it's almost like the perfect storm of of everything happening um because a lot what happens with these ceos is they are getting paid millions and millions hundreds of millions of dollars and i didn't realize that fran distress was the actual president of sag like, and when I saw her today, like, I remember her from the nanny because she had that one laugh. And she's not laughing today. In fact, she's the president, and, you know, she, her and her team address why they're going because on the strike. the AAPTP remains unwilling to offer a fair deal on key issues essential to protecting the livelihoods of working actors and performers, SAG-AFTRA's national board unanimously voted to issue a strike order against the studios and streamers. From the time negotiations began on June 7th, SAG-AFTRA staff and the members of our negotiating committee have worked overtime, devoting their evenings, weekends, and holidays to achieving a deal that would ensure a sustainable future for the acting profession. But despite our team's efforts, the MPTP has remained steadfast in its commitment to devaluing the work of our members. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. I mean, it's complicated. I mean, and the, there she kind of alluded to the point of the whole concept of CEOs making millions and millions of dollars while claiming to be poor. Like, what does she mean when she says that? Now, it took me a little bit to look into it, and this is kind of where the story is interesting. So whenever we look at what CEOs get paid, they are getting paid astronomical amounts of money. I mean, if you look if we look at this article that I found was really good by the Hollywood Reporter, um, it kind of provided a chart and gave some insight in what's going on. Now, what we have to look at is something like um, Real Reed Hasting is a CEO from Netflix, and he makes anywhere in 2021 he made 40 million dollars. In 2022, he made 50. Now, what's happening is what they're saying, or for an example, um, David Vassell. 
who was the who is the CEO of Warner Brothers, made over two hundred and forty six million dollars in two thousand twenty one, and in two thousand and twenty two he made thirty nine point three million. Which you're still like, wow, that's still a lot of money, more than probably you know one percent of the population makes. So what's going on here? Well, a lot of these CEOs payouts are based on stock options. So what's happening is whenever you have a situation with the CEO, they're going to be incentivized by the stock of the company because they're getting paid out yearly. So depending on how the stock is doing, they'll get these big, huge payouts based on them. And what they're doing now is they're bleeding the riders. They're not paying the riders the same amount of money, and they're claiming that this is a result of the economy because during this point, what was happening is as it relates of COVID, a lot of stock prices went up in these companies because people were streaming more, purchasing more. And now people are not streaming as much. There's not as many memberships and there's more streaming services. It kind of creates this competitive advantage. So if you think about how many streaming services there are, and there's a ton, they're all competing. You know, they're all competing for shows from Apple, Netflix, Prime, you know, multiple ones, Comcast, you know, it goes on and on, movie services. So as a result of it, what's happening is CEOs want to make sure they are still making their stock options and people at the top. And the writers who are, re- as a result of union and get paid on projects, aren't getting paid as much and they're trying to bleed them dry. And these percentages are huge. I mean, they go up 60% in stock options. This is what happened with Bob Baskey for the CEO from Paramount where their salary will go up 60% based on what the stocks are doing. So much so that in a total of eight CEOs during 2021 and 2022, we're making in total of $800 million. And a lot of the CEOs are indicating that layoffs or pay cuts aren't a representation of this. And what's happening is, you know, riders are being squeezed, and in a lot of ways, there's, there's a lot of different discrepancies on the residual payment for these projects. A lot of writers and actors, you know, because there's over 160,000 actors. But in a lot of situations, you know, not your Brad Pitts, your Angelina Jolie's, or uh, your, your A-listers, or B-listers for that matter, C-listers, the working actors, the people who make money off these movies, um, are getting residuals. And it's the same thing with writing. And when we look at residuals, we have the on set times so you get paid for what you're doing on set four days and then you get paid for the residuals when you're offset and that in can happen forever for your likelihood and it goes up depending on the contract or the time of year according to the sag website but the nuances of the formula of determining are fairly complicated it doesn't make any sense and it's really depending on a lot of different factors and criterias but the writers are the ones who are really being pushed down in pay. So we have a situation where as a result of COVID, the CEOs are getting paid more, the stock options are going up, and now we're kind of having a spring when we're in this anti-COVID um, re- aftermath economy and people aren't streaming as much. The CEOs are still making more money. What they're doing is doing layoffs, and they're pushing down on the writers. And what's happening now is we have the actors going on strike. Now, whenever we look at this strike, what we have to understand is nothing like this has happened since 1960, where you have both the actors, okay, and the writers going on strike together. And it's really trying to determine how they can get paid more, too, as it relates to streaming services and getting the residuals on those as well. Because we don't have a situation um, 
kind of working to provide a clear understanding of how they would get paid. And if you implement AI, what you're going to have now is you're going to have another knock on the writers. They're going to be working continuous hours, and this is why there's been a walk-off of production. They're pushing to get paid more money. They're pushing to have better residuals with the work they're doing. And they're and they you know and, it, and whenever your CEOs are making two hundred and fifty million dollars, thirteen million dollars, this level of money, it looks like you know you have a big discrepancy within the pay, and it's affecting the working, the writers, the people who really make Hollywood happen. And here you have Matt Damon on the premiere of Oppen- Oppenheimer. Talking what we would, about would be striking for if we strike is unbelievably important. We ought to protect the people who are kind of on the margins, and twenty-six thousand bucks a year is what you have to make to get your health insurance. And and there are a lot of people who residual payments are what carry them across that threshold. And 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 if if those residual payments dry up, so does their health care, and that's absolutely uh, unacceptable. We we can't have that. So we got to figure out something that that that, that is fair. Um, Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I, everyone hopes that it won't happen. Nobody wants a work stoppage. It's painful for every other guild, pa- really painful for IATSE and all of our brothers and sisters there. Nobody wants that, but, but we gotta, we got to be working under contracts that are fair. And it happened. You know, he was saying, like, what would happen if this did come to? And, and, and they, didn't, they didn't reach this residual aspect, AI aspect, um, CEOs making more money, reflection of COVID, stock prices. I've been saying it through this episode, but I'm just trying to drive it home. Those are the reasons why we're getting this strike. And honestly, no telling how long it's going to last because this is a big one. I mean, if you're holding out for payment to writers you're holding out as if you're the if you are the the industry and you're working through negotiations you know giving residuals on these shows could really affect the business model and we don't know what's going to happen to all these streaming services because this is kind of a situation where they're squeezing the people they're trying to squeeze in order to pay talent more so the levels of it are complex and it's looking like there's going to be a longer strike. And as a result of it, a lot of shows aren't going to be made or produced. You know, all I can say is like, I'm very happy Succession was done because, you know, it, it's not, no one's working in Hollywood. I mean, it's a ghost town. If you're not on a picket line, eh, you're not working, you know, and, and that town's always working. So it really makes you wonder what the outcome is going to be moving forward and how long this strike can take place but once again it's like so when looking at all this information at the end of the day it's like you know there is people who make it happen in hollywood and they are the ones who are getting infected on the margins and they need to be watched out for you know to be creative to be taken care of i think there's enough money in this industry to do that and you know that's kind of my thought process but thank you guys so much for listening and we'll get back to you tomorrow